0: All right, let's go. It's a, what, a, what a night, Monday Night Football. I'll tell you what, I got, a, uh, I, I got a text during the game from a guy in the media who said, hey, problem with the Bears and the Colts, too many national TV games. And, and boy, could that not be right or righter? That was awful, as have been the last few Colts uh, trips uh, on the, na- the national airwaves. This was bad. Uh, Colts get drubbed twenty to three by the Chargers. They hung in for a while. Just their defense was really pretty good tonight. Uh, generated some turnovers. Generated some three and outs. They were really pretty nice. It was uh, it was not an embarrassment for the defense. Defense continues to show up. Quitty Pay continues to show out. Dia Odangbo. Both these guys look like players for the future. DeForest Buckner was good. Grover Stewart was fine. The linebackers were okay. Brandon Faison I got a problem with. I thought Julian Blackman looked really good in that slot corner position, filling in for the injured Kenny Moore. Isaiah Rogers got hurt, so that was a problem because the Colts are already thin at cornerback a little bit without Kenny Moore. The offense, though, my God. Like, I, I don't know. What are they trying to get done? Offensively tough to watch that offense operate. Uh, Alec Pierce stopping, and then Nick Foles delivering where Alec Pierce would have been had he continued to run threw it into the right into the chest of a Chargers player who wasn't watching a ball. Thank God, but he did turn it over three times, three interceptions for Nick Foles. Uh, Johnny Woods, if you're looking for an offensive bright spot, that'd be a pretty good place to start. All right, this is your show. It's not mine. It's your turn to talk. If you want to vent, you can vent. You want to ask questions, good. If I am uh, so motivated, I'll ask you a question. Uh, Let's go to our first caller tonight, and that's Gary. Gary, how you doing? And get in line, because we're going 30 minutes tonight. We're not going to go an hour. I promise you that. How are you, Gary?
1: Um, uh, You know, Merry Christmas to all. Yeah. And it, uh but uh, this is uh it, it's it's like a wreck you just can't avert your eyes every week this thing, this this thing is the Colts offense okay you try Foles. what's next
0: yeah well I don't, well, uh, I don't it, it's back to ellinger i would, <laughs> I, would, I, would guess. I, <laughs> I, I i can't imagine but I don't see any like you can't you can't have Nick Foles start his second week after this. No. Oh, this is terrible.
1: It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, is what it is. And it's just, it's, this season cannot end quick enough for my case.
0: And then we get to talk about the draft for four months, and that's going to be all kinds of fun because the Colts may wind up with that number one overall pick. Maybe. It but they'll be the top five. Could happen. They're top five right now, you know, you need, yep. you need a lot to happen. I think one of the most likely scenarios is that the Texans went out and they wind up dropping beneath the Colts in the draft order, but it's going to be really, really hard for the Colts to catch the bears because the bears have got the Vikings and the lions and they don't—they don't even look competitive at this point. So I think catching the Bears is going to be kind of a tall order. Correct. What do you think about Jim Ursay talking about Chris Ballard being safe, Gary? Uh,
1: safe is a relative term. I don't think yeah. anybody's safe at this point in time. That's, yes. that's a little slip service.
0: And and yeah, I mean, safe today is gone tomorrow, right? Right.
1: I hey, ain't talking to Evan
0: Bayh in this suite, so you never know. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Gary. I appreciate it. Let's go to Jason.
2: Hey, what's going on, Kent? Good to talk to you again, man. Merry
1: Christmas to you and the fam.
0: Yeah, Merry Christmas. Thank you very much, Jason. Uh,
1: where do we go from here, man? <laughs> Even if we get the number one draft, you got four possibles, right? And I, I mean, myself, I like Stroud. You know what I mean? I, I, I've watched a little bit of his stuff and. We'll see if we can get him, but I mean, like, at this performance, man, it's just heartbreaking to be a Colts fan, you know? I mean, like, it really is. Every weekend, the
0: only reason I turn in tonight to see if
1: we uh, lost so we can get a better draft pick, <laughs> like, that's the
0: excitement I get. Well, and that's true. That You know what? There's nothing wrong with that. And, and there's nothing wrong with hoping for him to win. What the hell else are we going to do with our time on a Monday night, the night after uh, Christmas? Yeah, exactly. We, totally we, the car, we root for him, We go to bed. We sleep well. We get up in the morning. We look at the standings and see that if the draft were held tomorrow, we'd draft fifth. It, right. Nothing wrong with that.
1: Nothing at all. Yep. And I, hey, I appreciate the show, man. Appreciate you letting us be a part of it. I'm a true Colts fan forever. I always bleed blue. And, uh, Go Indy next year. You know what I'm saying? Let's see what we can put together next year. I don't think Jim or I don't think Chris Ballard is safe by any means. He might say that now, but like that he's safe. But <laughs>
0: if it keeps going this way, how can you bring him back? I totally agree with that. Austin, how you doing tonight? Make sure and unmute yourself. Uh how's everything?
3: Pretty good. Thanks for having me on your show, man. And then Oh,
0: my pleasure. Yeah.
3: What was that fourth? How many fourth downs we were we going for for the unknown reason? Why? That's why well, I was Well, it first was that. the
0: only way. Like, they couldn't punt it late, you know. Or, I mean, you're conceding defeat. And Saturday's not going to do that. To his credit, uh, Jeff Saturday is not going to concede defeat.
3: Yeah, no, I, I get that. But the defense did look good. But the offense, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I not was, good. So like, I like that Robinson do you, and
0: Florida you like Ballard as a GM? Um
3: kinda. I get here's the thing. I gave them like three years to rebuild a team, a chance. So I'm like, okay, okay, I gave him that chance, but really he's gotta go, man.
0: Yeah, like, I think at this point Jim Say no longer trusts him. I don't think that Ballard necessarily trusts Ursey. And that's uh-uh. that's a deal breaker and and you got to move on from that. I completely agree. What what Especially, do you think about Saturday? You like Saturday as a coach?
3: Um not really. As a player, yeah, but as a coach, not really. I give him a chance, but I just don't like him that much.
0: Yeah, as a, as a coach, he was kind of a stretch. I agree. Thank you, Austin. Merry Christmas You're and have a uh uh, you know what? Let's have a good short week, and we'll see what happens come this Sunday against the Giants. Uh, you want to get in line? We've got an opening for callers. So climb on board if you want to. Uh, you want to talk about this twenty to three debacle at the hands of the Los Angeles Chargers, who really aren't that good themselves. If if there's anything that you can kind of draw solace from on a night like this, it's that the Colts aren't really that far behind a team like the Chargers. The Chargers are going to have a lot of trouble winning in the postseason for the reason that Troy Aikman stated, and that's that they have a tough time uh, running the football. They do get to the opposing quarterback. Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa are going to be really good at getting to opposing quarterbacks in the, uh, in the playoffs. But I, I, I assume Bosa will be back at that point. But can they win against really good teams? Can they go out and win against somebody like Buffalo? Can they go? I mean, this is this is a really interesting AFC. There are a lot of good teams in the AFC, and and the Jacksonville Jaguars somehow are are really likely to win the AFC South. That last game of the season between the Jags and the Titans likely to be for the uh, for the AFC South championship. But let's uh, let's take a look at the statistics. Uh, Nick Foles, seventeen and twenty nine for one hundred and forty three yards, a robust and I'm being sarcastic, uh, 4.9 yards per attempt, no touchdowns, obviously. They scored three points and three interceptions. He was sacked seven times for 39 yards and, and had a passer rating of 31.3. This was not a good night for Nick Foles. By the way, Nick Foles, is uh, this was his only action, his only start of the season for the, for the Colts this year. Day after Christmas last year, the one start he had for the Bears came the day after Christmas as well. So that's kind of an odd thing. I thought Zach Moss ran really hard. Zach, here's what happens late in the season: you know, the, the Colts are are not playing really for anything, and Zach Moss is almost certainly not going to be back as running back for the Colts. But he's going to play running back for somebody. And the tape of tonight's game is going to pique the interest of GMs who are going to look at Zach Moss and say, hey, 12 carries, 65 yards. Dude wasn't bad. He had one catch for five yards. Sky was all right. Uh, let's talk to Gary and uh, see what Gary thinks about uh, about all things Colts. How you doing, Gary?
1: Hey, Ken. How you doing tonight?
0: I'm, I'm doing all right you know what I mean this was entirely predictable we were rooting for the colts to win but really for no practical purpose so I'm gonna sleep well
1: well uh, I'm just kind of wondering what your thoughts on on do we go full rebuild mode starting next year do we kind of work with some guys bring them back you know, they' still got plenty of tread on the tires type you know situation and build around them or is it just Everybody get out of the locker room.
0: You're all are fired. you know? Oh, I, I think they won't do that, and I think it would be a mistake to do that. I, I kind of like this defense in a lot of areas. Um, with Isaiah Rogers on the field, instead of Brandon Faison, that defensive backfield is pretty good. I like Julian Blackman as the slot corner. I'm cool with that. If Kenny Moore wants to hold out, I think Julian Blackman fills that role very nicely. I like the safety. I like the front four. If they can stay healthy, I thought Dio was good tonight. I thought Pay was good. Uh, DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart, I think it's a hell of a front four. So if Gilmore doesn't all of a sudden get old, I almost like the defense as is. If Bernard Ryman projects toward adding another 20 pounds or so and keeping his feet as they are, I think he's okay. I think he can be a serviceable left tackle in the NFL. The rest of the line, I, it, man, I it, it keeps popping into my head that Ryan Kelly may choose to retire, and and then you got to decide if Danny Pinter's your guy at center or not. Uh, Ryan Kelly's got a lot of money; he wants to help people who go through a similar loss that he and his wife have gone through, and is helping those who do that. Uh, so I think maybe his maybe his passion is arcing toward his post football life. I think they've got to get at least one dynamic receiver and you've got to fix quarterback. And if they can do that and Jonathan Taylor and Shaquille Leonard come back healthy, I, I think that this, this is, and you got to get a coach who, who can actually coach knows what he's doing as a coach. But I, I think there are a lot of boxes checked. What do you think?
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I'm just more concerned about guys that have already been in our system for several years, kind of like, you know, Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson. Um, these guys, you know, they don't get any younger. And now we see Jonathan Taylor with a high ankle sprain. I know you've commented, you know, several times on your prior shows that, you know, once a guy tears a ligament, gets a high ankle sprain, whatever – you know, it tends to affect other parts of the body and maybe yep. start, you know, slowing them down a little bit. So, I don't know. I, if I was the expert, I'd be in the Colts locker room trying to make these evaluations myself. But
0: Oh, I think you sell yourself short. I, I, the Colts experts have got the Colts at four ten and one this season. <laughs> like, you can only lose four more games than the, than the Colts have lost. So... You know, don't don't sell yourself short. Thanks, Gary. Have a uh, have a, a great New Year and, and the rest of your holiday week. Thanks you too, Ken. Thanks very much. Uh, that's Gary. And let's talk to Fulton. We always like to get a, an update from Fulton and and see if he's shooting it well in his uh, in his basketball, as well as what he thinks about the Colts. Uh, how you doing, Fulton? Make sure and unmute yourself. How you doing tonight? Fulton, how you doing?
2: I'm uh, doing pretty good. Uh, yeah. I'm Jake like, disappointed on the Colts tonight. Um, I don't blame you. Yeah. I'm just I'm just very glad they had a great season and ready for them to come back for the next year.
0: You think they um, should take a quarterback in the round, Fulton?
2: They, they should take the quarterback for the next round, yeah. And hopefully by next year – for 2023, they need to uh, figure out how they can um, pass the ball and run their defense. And
0: That'd be good. I'm with yep. you 100%. Thank you, Fulton. I appreciate the call. welcome.
2: Great and um, how was your Christmas?
0: It, it was good. It was good. Yours was good?
2: Uh, yeah. I uh, got a new laptop and a a new uh, suit, blue suit jacket
0: oh very very cool excellent wear them in uh well use the laptop in good health and wear the jacket in good health i appreciate it uh thank you fulton i appreciate the call as always um anybody else want to climb on board want to shout to the to the heavens about what happened tonight with the indianapolis colts you were most welcome to uh, defensively we kind of mentioned what we liked about the defense and I dug the way they got after Herbert. Herbert's a a fairly mobile cat, and they got to him four times tonight. Uh, DeForest Buckner and Dio got to him one and a half times each. Zaire Franklin got credit for a sack. I thought Quiddy Pay had one, but I guess he just had the uh, the fumble recovery and a tackle for loss. But I like Quiddy. Quiddy Pay, if he can stay healthy, I think that he can be a bit of a hellraiser. And you saw tonight that Dio Odengbo is a relatively competent kind of bookend on the other side. Yeah, Yannick Ngakwe, I don't know whether he's going to be back. He's being paid $13 million to be that edge guy on the right side this year for the Colts. And he's getting to the quarterback periodically. And really, periodically is not fair. He's getting to the quarterback at a level that you would expect. You know, he's the guy coming in, we, and we said this, that he was going to wind up between 8 and 12 sacks because that's what he's done every single year of his career, whether he was playing for the Jags, the Ravens, the Vikings, wherever he was, uh, Raiders. And, and that was he with the Chargers, too? Man, this guy is well-traveled. Uh, but with the Colts, right now he's got 9.5 sacks. He projects to 11.5 as the Colts have uh, have just these two games remaining, they're at the Giants on Sunday, 1 o'clock, and then the following Sunday at 1 o'clock, they play against the Texans at home at Lucas Oil Stadium. And that was, you know, when we looked ahead to this, to this season, we thought that that game was not going to be meaningful because the Colts would have already salted away the division, and if not the texans were going to be a walkover as it turns out the texans ha- have started to play some reasonably good football and and so they're going to be a tough out in that final game and that might be a good thing cuz it might you know they might benefit from losing to them i don't think you ever tank and you saw tonight that you never tank right and th- and this is so true in life and and it's really important i think that all of us Understand that in life you don't tank. You never tank. You never go up for work and you go through the motions. You just don't do it because if you do, you're gonna lose your job and, and you should, and that's the way it works in the NFL as well. Let's go to Jakari. How you doing, Jakari? Make sure and unmute yourself.
4: Hello, you, Mr.
0: There you are. How you doing?
4: Doing good. I just got two things I want to touch on. I just seen All someone right. in the comments say we have to trade Jonathan Taylor. I just want that is nonsense to me. Doesn't make any sense why we trade a running back like that. Okay, that's out the way. Second, I think our defense is a defense that you can win playoff games with right now and next year. I don't. I don't even know. Like, I what if we like is Lamar Jackson? Does he want to go to the Ravens again? Like, I don't. A rookie, just they don't. They're not too good, except for Bryce Young. Really, that's the only one I like.
0: All right. Let me ask you questions about your points. Um, I get what you're saying about Jonathan Taylor. Would you sign him to an extension then this off or let him walk after next season as a free agent?
4: Signed to an extension.
0: Okay. All right. And your other – what else did he say? I'm sorry, I forgot.
4: Um, the offense, like Lamar Jackson. Oh, Lamar
0: Jackson. Would you rather – would you be happy with Lamar Jackson as a quarterback, understanding that, you know what, his gifts – he throws the football well, but he runs with the football great. That is really hard to sustain because of injury. Would you feel good about Lamar Jackson being the quarterback here?
4: Yeah, I definitely would. That is a, that's a superstar quarterback, and that's what we've been missing ever since Andrew
0: Luck. All right. Makes sense. Thank you very much, Chikari. I appreciate it. As, as always, have a great New Year. Good, you too. Thank you. Uh, I, I'm going to try to do that. Noah, how are you doing tonight? Make sure and unmute yourself. Noah, oh, Noah's gone. Noah, reactivate yourself. Uh, become a caller again, and uh, we'll get right to you. The, the question about the future, like we, we have pivoted to that, and, and there are holes that need to be filled. Is at, at Coach with Jeff Saturday, he's not coming back as a coach. That would be a bizarre decision. I, I can't see that happening. Great guy. I mean, I'm, I've told you guys for weeks and weeks and weeks, I love Jeff Saturday as a human being, as a media guy. He is without peer. I think as an offensive line coach, he'd be awesome. Maybe at some point he could kind of ascend to where he became a head coach and, and did a really good job at it. That wouldn't surprise me at all. But that is a, that's like a, that's a job where, either you better have really, really small kids or you better have grown-ass kids because you're not going to be able to see them a lot. Being a head coach in the NFL is about an 18-hour-a-day investment, and and that's seven days a week. You, You don't get days off being a head coach in the NFL. You've got to go get a quarterback. I don't know how you do that without drafting one because the Colts have done everything that they could to figure that out. And what they've done is they've come up with Jacoby Brissett, right? Brian Hoyer, Phillip Rivers, which was a bonanza, like out of nowhere. Like that was phenomenal. What Philip Rivers was able to do as a quarterback in his last year in the NFL, I, I thought he went out like a, at a high point. He, he couldn't throw it through tissue paper, but somehow kept putting it where only the Colts receivers could get it. Then they go out and they get Carson Wentz. And you look at Carson Wentz, and there are there are red flags about Carson Wentz all over the place. But he could throw a football, he understood the offense, and you can't ignore the 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions, right? Now the seven interceptions were hideous. They were either bad reads or or ridiculous executions of Goodreads, one or the other. And it, it it only happened seven times, but gee whiz, it wasn't good, was it? And then this year, we've seen Matt Ryan. We know Matt Ryan isn't the answer. We know that Sam Ellinger isn't the answer, and now we know that Nick Foles isn't the answer. So the last two games, you have no idea what's going to happen, but you do know this. You've got to have a different starting quarterback come August or late July as camp starts, and it's not going to be a battle to see who's going to be the starting quarterback, because if you've got two potential starting quarterbacks, what that means is you've really got none. You can't go out and get guys. You can't go out and, and you know, Baker Mayfield, he does things well. Some things he does really, really well, but he's on his third team. Teams have said, you know what? We don't want him. The Browns said that. So he went to Carolina. Carolina said, yeah, this isn't working for us either. So then he goes to the Rams and the Rams are a dumpster fire this year. They're not going to use him. They've got Matthew Stafford and they like Matthew Stafford. So it's not going to be Baker Mayfield's going to be available, but why would, why would the Colts want him? They, that ship has already sailed. Right, they already made that decision that they they don't need Baker Mayfield, or they would have acquired him this past offseason instead of Matt Ryan. Right? Uh, let's go to Huyan. Huyan, how you doing? Make sure and unmute yourself.
5: Hey, can, can you hear
0: me? <clears throat> how you doing?
5: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Well, we're a game closer to getting a QB in next year's draft, so I'm happy about that. But I have a riddle for you, though. Okay. Uh, what's the difference between the Colts and the Broncos? I don't know. The Colts actually have a first round pick. That's the biggest thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, no kidding. You talk yeah. about a, a franchise that just sold out to go get the guy they wanted and he didn't mm-hmm. wind up being the guy that they wanted at all. And then they hired the coach, Nathaniel Hackett, that they fired today. That place is in ruin. The Broncos – yeah, you know what? This is kind of what happens, isn't it? When when teams go after it, you know we're one piece away. Let's yes. go get that one piece. Let's get after it. Let's sell. You know, let's mortgage the future to get that one piece, and then all of us because they're in a division that's tough, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Broncos with the Raiders, and uh, you got the Chargers in there. You got the Chiefs, and and so how in the world? And what coach is going to take that job? You want to coach against Andy Reid when Andy Reid's got Patrick Mahomes? Yep. What do you think yes. about Ballard? Do you want Ballard back?
5: <sighs> so, I don't know. I'm in I'm mix with Ballard. The only reason I'm in mix with him is because so much is going on. So many agents is – is, is uh, like a lot of players' contracts are coming up. And But at the end of the day, to be honest – because of how he's been spending the team's money, giving money to players that right now in our eyes are not preferring, I really do want him back. I would want a clean slate to start with. I want us to move some of these pieces like Moali Cox, even Big Q. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Shaq Leonard or Darius Leonard, however you want to call him, is going to be the same player because back injuries are not something like something to recover from. And, I think you get rid of him while, you know, he has some face value. So if it was up to me, I really am not leaning towards Ballard coming. But at the same time, too many changes at once is not good either.
0: All right. Perfect. Good answer. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank uh, you. I yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. you too. Uh, we, I, I touched on this a little bit earlier is that it would seem that trust between Jim Ursay and Chris Ballard has deteriorated to the extent it ever existed. What Jim Ursay was always really good about, and this goes back to when he took over the team from his dad after his dad had the stroke and then passed away, Jim Ursay knew that the owner's job was to be the owner. And that the general manager's job was to be the general manager. Coach need, needed to be the coach. And so he's always hired guys who understood that. And then he was a guy who understood it. He was a guy who was willing to hire Bill Polian and let Bill Pullion run the ship. And Bill Pullion told me that the only time Jim Ursay ever stepped in and made any kind of a decision was in the Colts were uh, kind of hemming and hawing between two guys. Dallas Clark was one, and I can't remember the other. And maybe Polian didn't say who the other was. And Ursay poked his head in and said, what are you thinking? And Polian told him, well, we got it down to Dallas Clark or this other guy. And, and Ursay said, I'd take Clark. And a guy who is sitting with Polian said, what's that mean, Coach Pollian? And Pauline said, That means we're taking Dallas Clark. You know, that happened that one time, and that was it. And then when he felt like he couldn't trust Bill or his son Chris anymore to rebuild in 2012, he moved on and he hired Ryan Grigson and hired Chuck Pagano. That was validated through three straight 11 and five seasons and a step farther every season in the playoffs to the point where they went to the AFC Championship game in 2014 and then lost in the Deflategate game And the other way. It kind of bent in the other direction as Andrew Luck's injuries mounted and he found it harder and harder and harder to stay on the field. And and so you wound up with a Colts team That really wasn't great, but you thought you saw in 2018 with Reich and with Andrew Luck, you thought, hey, we got something here. Yeah, And then Andrew Luck retires, and Chris Ballard has to go about the business of finding replacements. And what he's done the last four years, he elevated Jacoby Brissett, he signed Philip Rivers, he traded for Wentz, and he traded for Matt Ryan. One of those was right. So, do you trust Chris Ballard to go get it right for 2023? Because Colts fans, despite the fact that they showed up and showed out tonight at Lucas Oil Stadium, and good for them for doing it. You know what? You you've got you, you got to get that quarterback, and you got to know that your GM can be trusted to go do it. And that's a bit of a problem. Let's go to Ken and, and wrap it up for the night. How you doing, Ken? Make how are you feeling about tonight's game? Hey, I, uh, it was a rough game tonight,
1: Kent. Uh, Merry Christmas yeah. to you. Um, Thank
0: you. I know it's a little early.
1: First of all, to answer your question, um, I think it's time to clean house. Uh, <laughs> having said that, I know it's a little early to be talking about the draft, but it's it's getting close to time. Do you think there's any chance that we can go get a free agent quarterback? I know you mentioned love earlier. Is there anybody that we can pick up through free agency or a dra- or a trade? And if so, then do you think there's any chance we might move that fifth round pick, maybe down, maybe for two picks lower in the first round, or maybe a, a low first round and a high second round pick to do some retooling?
0: You know, you can you can do a lot of things, and it depends on when they where they land. Uh, like, and I was in St. Louis in 2012. And, and what the Rams did with that second overall pick was drop it to six, pick up some more draft equity, and then they took six and dealt it. I think they wound up either at 12 or 14 and picked up a bunch more equity in subsequent drafts and, and wound up really being able to build a lot of what uh, was on the field last year for the Super Bowl through those picks. So you can do a lot of work that way. However... The free agency pool for quarterbacks is really not deep. And, and that's a problem for uh, you've got. Um, let me see if I can pull it up real quick and get out. Uh, yeah, all teams. And there you go. A great site for this is spotrack.com It's terrific. You've got Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo, Teddy Bridgewater, Daniel Jones, and then it's a bunch of guys. You know, Case Keenum's on there and Joe Flacco and Geno Smith. Brady, I don't think that Brady looks done, but hell, he's 45 and a third uh-huh. years old. Mayfield, I wouldn't take. Darnold, I wouldn't take. Garoppolo is going to get hurt. Bridgewater is going to get hurt. You know, they're all Land of Misfit Toys type guys. So I, I don't think you can do it that way. I, I think you've got you got to draft a guy. And you got to make sure you get the right guy. And if you can get the right guy and you can get him down in the draft a little bit, kind of like, you know, the Chiefs, I think they got lucky with Mahomes. And they traded up to get him, but they only traded up to 10 to go get him. If you could get somebody at 10, you felt like he was going to be available, that would be really interesting to me. But I, I don't think he played that kind of game of chicken with a quarterback position. I, I think you... You try to find a way to get your guy 100 percent deal, and uh, you know because if you don't, you see what it is. It, 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 drafting the wrong quarterback gets GMs fired every single year, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see if the Colts wind up going out and uh, and in allowing Chris Ballard to be the guy who takes that quarterback. Have a good uh, have a good New Year, Ken. Thank you, appreciate it absolutely that's all we got for tonight Colts lose twenty to three thanks so much to everybody for participating have a great new year I hope you ever, you know seasonal holidays celebrate tomorrow morning um, breakfast with Kent as always on the youtube channel can't wait to talk to you then